All right, Andrew, we're going to need a little help here because uh, we got we got us on two TVs here, but one of them is like 30 seconds behind, and it's, it's confusing to Kevin here. He's been looking up at himself, and like there's this whole thing going on of what is real, what isn't real, right? Kind of like the duality of our existence in this planet. What? I just don't like it. Oh, okay. I thought it was because Simple. it was confusing you. No. Speak for yourself. Well, it is Blair and Barker. This is Thursday. There's no baseball to talk about. Well, that's not true. There is baseball to talk about. The Jays do have today off after that uh, 4-2 road trip against the A's and the Rockies. Um, They'll start a three-game series against Kansas City tomorrow. And then, of course, the Texas Rangers come in. This is wobbling. The Texas Rangers come in for the biggest series of the year. How do you function every day? Like, how do you do it? Huh? Like, every day. Like, well, no, I just I don't. I, I, how do you get uh, here? At, the... at, <laughs> at my age, I like stuff oh. as firm as possible. And this, this, is, uh, this is wobbling right now. Oh, that's, all, that's all I can say. It's, I, and I don't want a, the microphone to fall off halfway through the show because that would be unprofessional. And mm. um, fingers crossed that happens. Okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, so, yes, the uh, Kansas City Royals are in town. The Jays will start a three-game series against them. Tomorrow, Jeff Pass, an MLB insider with ESPN, joins us at 5.30. Caleb Joseph, Blue Jay Central analyst, will come along at 6 o'clock. Mm. And to end the show, we'll go to the back leg line, 416-413-3959. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your questions Bring it. for Barker. Bring it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, your views on that road trip, uh, your views on what has to happen in this upcoming homestand, Kansas City, Texas, and Boston. And, uh, well, the wild card is in the balance. The Jays losing yesterday uh, to the Oakland Athletics, 5-2. And a game, I mean, a lot of the focus was on the, the home runs given up. Uh, our focus on Blue Jays talk, and I think the right focus was on, once again, the Blue Jays' lack of lack of production offensively. I, I thought a couple of those home runs that were hit were, uh, were good pitches. I mean, Kevin Smith's home run from Trevor Richards, you talked about it. That was a good pitch, but the dude with some length to R- swing getting on top R- of Richards it. throws that 15 times. Kevin Smith 14 times gets out. Yep. It's simple. Yep. Hey, they're hitting a buck thirty-five off that thing. Like he's thrown it a lot. It's really good. Uh, anyhow, let's uh, before we get too deep into the show, let's kind of get you up to date on the standings, the wild card standings. Tampa Bay is still in front. They're thirty games over five hundred, and uh, they are eighty-five and fifty-five. They've won seven of their last ten. I guess they're not coming back to earth. I I keep waiting for it to happen. I. Guess it's not. Seattle, 78 and 61. They're a game and a half up on the Blue Jays, uh, who are 77 and 63 as we speak. They're half game up in Texas. Texas is just. Uh, They're doing well, their part to let the Blue Jays in the oh, playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, without, How about that? Without, without question. Yeah. Seattle's in Tampa Bay tonight. Raise up, everybody. Seattle's in Tampa Bay tonight. Start a series. Uh, of course, there'll be a lot of focus on that. Uh, the Boston Red Sox, they are four and a half back of the Jays. Ooh. They start a series against the Baltimore Orioles. And 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 basically, Boston's season is going, is, I think, comes down to trying to be 
three, three and a half back of the Jays when they come into to Toronto and, and try to set things Red up. Red Sox are scary. Like, so, well, once in a while, they're really, really bad. Once in a while, they're really, really good. And their offense is, it's a handful. It, they are, they're just such a weird team because. They don't have any pitching. But they That's don't have any don't. pitching, but they they really do concern me. I've been saying all along, I'm, I'm in some ways as concerned about them as I am about Texas. I, I, I don't know why. It's not like Boston's got a. Hard to jump a couple of teams, though. You got to do a lot of things right. The two teams really in front do. of you have to fall off a cliff. I may be tough. I mean, this is the this is silly to think, and maybe scary to think if you're a Jays fan because you got to play these guys at some point. But other than Baltimore, who's won five in a row right now, you know who the hottest team in the American League is? Yankees. That's the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, they're playing with house money. Like it's. Oh, well, they're also playing that's, the that's, Detroit Tigers that's right now, so it's the same damn thing. But yeah, no, they, they, listen, they, you're right. I mean, they're done. Everybody's stuck a fork in them. So that's only, you know, I think important because the Jays have a bunch of games against the Yankees coming up. They would have to jump a bunch of teams. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Anyhow, so uh, yeah, Houston. So if you're spending, you spent all your time uh, cheering for Houston uh, against Texas. I, I guess tonight now you start cheering for Tampa Bay against Seattle to kind of keep the Mariners close. Any difference to you getting the second wild card or the third wild card? Rays or Minnesota? Who you want to play? Yeah, I'm not certain. I mean, I know we had somebody on Blue Jays talk yesterday talk about uh, the Twins. Twin people underestimate the Twins. Short series, I don't know, man. Twins are, you know, for a team that really hasn't been pressured this year a great deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're what are they? They're six games over, six games over five hundred. Um, they're eleven games over at home. You know, they're only two games under against teams over five hundred. I don't know. There's just something about the Twinkies. I'm not certain. I'd want to. I'm not certain. I'd want to face. The Twinkies, either. Yeah, I think the for me anyway, the Blue Jays watching them the way we watch them, it's a, it's they have demons. Like they're they're a flawed yes. team. Yes, a lot of the times they beat themselves. They do things that you wonder to yourself to yourself why are you doing that? Like like getting picked off first base with the top of the order coming up when you're at the bottom of the order and you got on base. Why you do that? Like even, early in games makes no sense to me. I, even I in just, that seven one win against Oakland, there was some. Boneheaded base uh, running, just, boneheaded they, decisions. They, they're 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 trying, like they're trying to give lesser teams opportunities to hang around. And you know as well as anybody, been covering baseball forever. No matter what the team is, you let them hang around long enough, somebody's going to run into a a pitch that you tried to elevate, and it's down, and a guy drops a hit on it. Like it's they're playing like a team whose cleanup hitters Whit Merrifield right now. To be honest, I guess. I mean, that was the other thing last night. I, mean, I, I know 12, you. I, I think you think. Games. I think. You think I over, I was over the top a little bit yesterday. But, man, when I saw, if you ever told me the cleanup hitter for the Blue Jays, a right-handed hitter, we'd be trying to drop a bunt down in, like, the fourth inning against a left-handed pitcher who has given up 31 home runs. Yeah, Vladdy didn't have an RBI against the A's. Kirk didn't have an RBI against the A's. one home run. One home run as a team against the A's. Witt was 0 for 12 with no RBIs. Like, it's... They're piecing it together. It's yeah. a, they're in the stretch around here, and and some guys who have mentally tried to grind through a season. All right, you know it is what it is. Like sometimes it's going to be good, sometimes it's going to look like that. So we know that uh, Bo Bichette apparently worked out at the Rogers Center today, um, and we're led to believe 
that he is close to returning, possibly this weekend. I don't know. We haven't had any indication yet. Obviously, it's an off day. But we believe that he's close to returning this weekend. I think Matt Chapman's much farther away uh, than Bo is. So this is a good time to kind of take stock, I think, of the guys who have stepped in during this injury crisis or spate of injuries, if you want to call it. So I'm talking specifically about Spencer Horowitz, Davis Schneider, Ernie Clement, and we'll throw Tyler Heineman in there as well. well. No, because there's no... There, there's yeah. You only have one catcher, so you have to keep Heineman. Yeah. So that's not an option. So you can take him off your hand. You, the Davis Snyder, you ain't no, no, him no, down no. I'm any, saying you're not I, doing any of that. No, I, I'm, Ernie Clement would be the guy. It makes sense if, if when Bo comes right. back that he would. But I'm, I'm what shortstop I'm, for a shortstop. What I'm talking about is like we've seen these guys now for a while. Yeah. I want to talk about them and what they've contributed and what they can contribute to the team. What are your Davis Schneider? Davis Schneider's numbers stand out, but. What are your impressions of Spencer Horowitz and Ernie Clement and Davis Schneider yeah, as, think, as a former hitter? I don't think they're going to hurt your team, which is a big deal this time of the year. When, when you're on a team that's trying to, to fight for a playoff spot, you want to be able to call guys up who are not going to miss a beat. Like one of your best players, if not your best player, gets hurt. You want to fill in the blank. Not you're not you're not trying to make up for it to be like your best player, but you don't want to miss a beat. And I think Ernie Clement playing shortstop means – He's missed some balls that probably shouldn't have missed, but baseball accused there. Like yeah. it's the, you know, the putting on the, the pickoff moves to second base, you know, hold when a ball's thrown away, trying to hold the runner at second base to not allow him to go to third. It's baseball IQ. Like he's got a, a bunch of it. He's got a nice little short stroke. Uh, yesterday uh, with two strikes, that hole at bat with a runner in scoring position, he's trying to go the other way. He's trying to let the ball travel. That's baseball IQ. Know yourself. Know what you can't do so you can go to the plate and try and execute what you can do. I mean, it's baseball 101, and you only learn that with experience. And Ernie Clement's been around long enough to know himself and know what he can't do. That's good. Davis Snyder, look, that's – he ain't going nowhere. Like, Mm -hmm. hopefully he's in the lineup every single day. Like, I find a place for him. You know, John, we we heard him talk after the game about – how much he likes him and what he does. Yeah, none of the rest days anymore. Like, it's it's not a good look when your team is like 23rd in baseballs and hitting home runs at home. Like, you got like 68 homers. They're like 25th in runs scored at home. They got 16 more home games. If you got a dude you think can do things offensively, you play him every single day. Don't ever think it. And he's one of those. And Spencer Horowitz, look. Lefty bat. That's a, well, not only he's lefty, he got a plan. And he can go to left center. That that's the thing, right? He ain't gonna try and overdo things. Like he's got a, a decent idea with some link to his swing. He can hit velocity. Like he can lay off a strike to ball, breaking ball, which is a huge deal this time of the year, especially when you're trying to play against some really good teams who know how to make it look like a strike that's not a strike. You got a guy up there who's not gonna overdo things. It's a nice little short stroke. Stay up the middle the other way. He can hit velocity. Yeah, you mentioned that he's left-handed. He can play first. He can give Vladdy some time off, which is not a bad thing. So, yeah, I would think he would make your lineup longer. Like, if you could get all of those in the lineup all at the same time, which is the goal here, right? You know, that's what that's what they've been preaching to everybody is, if you're hitting, you're going to be in the lineup. <laughs> David Snyder's hitting. You know, Spencer Horowitz, when he's playing, he's got a good idea. He's getting barreled a ball. You know, Kevin Biggio. 
You got to play him from now on until he stops hitting. Like he's he's doing some things. You put him in a lineup against the lefty, and he's having the at bats as he's having. You got to con- con- continue to run these guys out here, and I think hopefully that John does that, especially at home when for whatever reason, some some is just not right when they walk to the plate and. You know, if I would have told you they got 68 home runs at home it's would, in the, I would the, not the first have, couple of weeks of September, I would have said, that's crazy. No, I would have said, when did Vladdy get hurt? Yeah, and they do. So yeah. I think when you got some dudes who know how to handle the bat, you play them. Hopefully they play them. Now, the Royals have not set their rotation yet, but we do know that Cole Reagans will be pitching on Sunday. He's a lefty. He's got decent stuff. This team is 31st in the majors in home runs against lefties. Now, I don't know. I don't know how many times they've – maybe they've faced fewer lefties than, than, than a lot of other teams. They have. Um, is that a concern, though? Absolutely. Hard and soft away. Don't overthink it. If I tell you the Blue Jays lineup can go in a game facing a lefty and not overthink it, what would you say to me? By Just by watching them against lefties. You'd say I'm crazy. There's no way they can do that. They – they yeah. do. They overthink it a lot. Hard and soft away. Split it in half. Pick the side till you get to two strikes, and then you battle. You do whatever you have to do to put a ball in play. It just doesn't seem like right now they're capable of doing that. And I think we should stop talking about that, right? It's hopefully the guys that matter and some of the guys that are hot can do some things and get the big hit when it matters the most. And you win a lot of five to two, five to three five to four baseball games, because that looks like you mentioned that a, c- a couple of weeks ago that it just looks like, <clears throat> excuse me, that they're going to have to win those really close games. Nothing's changed. You mentioned they had a, one home run against the A's. Just think about that for a minute. One home, one home run. Yesterday against a dude who's given up 31 of them. Yeah, so I, that's that's the thing, right? It's, it's Sort of one when some of your better everyday guys are, are fighting some things with, you know, the Vladdy thing. He's he's a lot of different things, different at bats. That's what I said. It's just not one thing. I know it's easy for everybody to go on and say it's what he's swinging at. It's some of that. It's some mechanical and it's some mental. You can tell he gets out his first at bat. He's he's whipped. You can see it. I've been there. I know how that feels. Because everybody expectations with him this time of the year are through the roof. If you're saying it. You don't think he goes home and says it to himself? Well, I mean, I know they're through the roof. You yeah. watch you watch that game yesterday, and he hit those two balls. Now, I didn't think either of them had a chance of getting out, but I know a well, lot of people were hoping. Tell you that he he, he thought, thought they going. were, and that's all that matters, right? And they didn't go out, <clears throat> and that'll tell you all you need to know about where he's at mechanically and yeah. and mentally, and it's a grind for him. Yeah, I, I, listen. Get, get belt back. Get uh, bows back. Get bow back. Get your full lineup back. And hopefully they can run it out there for the next games, however many games there's left in the season. And you can maybe get in a flow a little bit of, of what guys are trying to do. And who knows what you're going to get from Bo. Bo hasn't played in a while. He's got a lot of moving parts. I mean, he's got talent. We all know that. But it's not the easiest thing to to when you've been off as long as he has and not had some rehab games. They're not going to do that. They're just going to throw him right back out there. It's not the easiest thing to do. So it might take him four or five games. But I think just the presence of him in the lineup – is a big deal for them. You know, maybe it'll, uh, maybe it'll take a little pressure off people that are around him, sort of that Bo's back and Bo might do Bo things. And, you know, may, maybe Vladdy can go out there and not worry about after he gets out his first at bat, how he's going to perform and produce to help a team win a baseball game after that. 
You can see it. Again, ask, ask every hitter who struggles and has expectations about when you've been working on a lot of different things and then you go your first at bat and it totally looks and feels the opposite of what you've been trying to do off the field. That thing between the ears is looks exactly the way he looked when he rounded first. Thank you, rounded first. Or he ran through it. It was a ground ball. He ran through it and he took his helmet off and he's wanting to throw it and he was talking to himself. That's what you do. You start talking to people that aren't there. Because I've been there. So hopefully everything sort of comes together. And But I am worried a little bit, you know, not so much about the lefties, but the home runs at home are very, very confusing. I understand it's because, you know, Chapman's had a down year. Vladdy's had, a, you know, a home run down year. Brandon Bell hits some, not a lot. Kirky, he's non-existent hitting them. Like there's some guys that you, you know, thought that were going to hit a bunch of home runs that quite frankly hadn't hit any. So I'm assuming that's the reason. But 68 at home? Yeah. And they moved the fences in. I don't know. Maybe that's something that the organization needs to look at. Uh, but I say that. And then you see the Nationals come in here, and they're hitting homers all over the place. The Cubs come in here. They're hitting home runs yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Like, so makes that you, might makes tell you, you think where they're not, at as a, as a lineup. Yeah, right? it makes you think it's not the park. It makes you think it's not the park. Yeah. Uh, we'll also get a chance to see Chad Green in this series. Chad Green is now with the team. Um, what are your thoughts on what he's brought? Yeah, I like it. The bullpen. You'd be so careful far. when you use him. You know, I, w- I wouldn't use him in the eighth and ninth inning unless you have to. Like, you can tell he's 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 throwing it a little bit harder. He's not look. You can tell he's not thinking about things that he shouldn't be thinking about. Was which is the physical part of it. Now it's just I get the sign. I want to you know somewhat located. He's not he's not a a location guy. He's a stuff guy. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude, right? He's gonna straight over the top. He looks like an Iron Mike guy, right? That machine that goes around in a circle with the arm. He's gonna go outer thirds, inner third. It ain't gonna be on the black on both sides, and he'll elevate with two strikes. And he's got the big curveball. So yeah, I think you got to be careful. He's a pockets guy until he starts figuring out maybe has a little extra gear, which he ain't going to have that this year. So that's no. why you got to be real careful. They have better options, but he is a good experienced option in the right spot. You can, you can kind of see him playing a bit of a role in those final two weeks of the season. At least I can. You can see him playing a bit of a role in the final two weeks of the careful. season. Be careful who you throw him against and – you do that, that's what they – they don't really have a guy other than Romano that they're just going to throw out there. Right. No matter where they're at in the, in the, in the lineup, it's a pocket, right? These two are left-handed, there's one right-handed. You know, bring in the lefty. Like, they're – Realistically, though, when you have all those relievers, that's really the only way to manage it, I, I think. Well, Dusty Baker would tell you it's nice to have some no-brainers. Yeah, but I mean, they don't have – but I'm saying when you've got all those relievers – you have to figure out there has to be a way to utilize them properly. You don't want guys getting, you know, getting rusty or anything like that. So pockets is the way to pockets is the way to I do it. And especially really, with the three batter minimum. They've rule. done a really, really good job of bringing the guy too. in at the right time. And, and, you know, they got some really smart people who know what that pitcher's feeling this time of the year and when you should bring that guy in. And I mean, it's not the pitching. No. Like, the pitching has been really, really good. Yeah, whatever. If they gave up a two-run homer and a three-run homer yesterday, uh, I mean, they gave up five runs against the world. One of the, if not, okay, the worst team in baseball, and they only scored two runs? You know, I'll say this, though, too. Two runs? Yeah. I'll say this about the, uh, the pitching. It's one of the few times in recent years 
that I can remember having a Blue Jays team where when someone goes out and has a bad outing, I lose total confidence in them, right? Like Trevor Richards didn't have a great outing yesterday, but I have no problem sending Trevor Richards out there again. Like there isn't anybody in that bullpen. I go, whoa. I mean, even Jimmy Garcia. Yeah, Jimmy you, would you, be the one guy be, that you'd but, be careful but even with. The, yeah, but but what I'm saying is you don't want to stay away from him. No, There's no. nobody in the bullpen. I don't I don't think anyhow you really want to stay away from him right now. Yeah, maybe Jay Jackson, Bowden Francis. Those are kind of guys that wouldn't See, probably I like be your first. Francis. I think the big curveball and his size plays. I like that. Do you, you know, like to see him? I would like come to come in see as a starter. Line. I would like no next year. Is spring training? I, I sort of like what his role is okay. now. I, I mean, I think they got their rotation if Manoa figures out whatever Manoa's tried needs to figure out. Yeah. I think they got their rotation. I mean, he's nice depth, and they know now that he can come in and give you three or four innings. Yeah. I will say this. He's done enough to make the team next year. Yeah. I'll, I, like, I, I, I love the breaking ball. I, I love how he, he attacks. He's not going to walk anybody. He'll occasionally give up a home run because it's what you do this in this era. But I you, you can't argue his stuff. Like, he's – he will take some pressure off a starting pitcher who's trying to figure out some things yeah. and take a little pressure off a manager and a pitching coach knowing that he's down there, that you got that to, to lean on. And he's a big dude, right? He, like he's, he can force his way through some outings, yeah. which is a good thing. You know, that, that size is a big deal because as a hitter, it's tough to tail up and down. You will chase the elevated fastball with a really tall dude a lot. Because your sights, when you step in, all of a sudden are raised higher, and now it's very hard to tail up and down. And that's why you see a bunch of hitters, they'll chase that, and then he tunnels that breaking ball out of that, and it breaks feet. I swing over top of that, I'm fishing, I give you three innings. He's a he's an asset, but... Uh, look, all, all all of those pitchers have done their thing. Like it's that's why it would be nice occasionally for the lineup to score ten runs, and then you could bring in a Francis and let him pitch four or five and take the pressure off a bunch of other dudes in the bullpen. And but they just, <laughs> for whatever reason, can't do that. No, they. Uh... I can't strong. They've had trouble consistently doing that. I should not say that. Can't's the wrong word. Consistently having trouble separating themselves and and when it comes to what they're trying to do offensively. Have you seen anything to suggest to you that what we've seen so far from this team isn't what we should expect going forward? No, I think they are what they are. They're flawed. In my mind, they're a flawed team. I'm not saying they're not a good team. No, they're not I, a playoff team, but they're a flawed team. There's no switch. It's going to be flipped. Is I, how this, I mean, it's sort of in September, you are what you are, right? It's, no, no meeting you're going to have or, or you know, no, no, no souped-up hitting coach that comes in is going to do some miraculous thing that will get you all fired up. And, and now you, you know, after one at-bat, won't carry over to a, another bad at-bat and another bad at-bat. Like, I think right now it is what it is. It's just who can, ca- who can get really hot for about a week and a half? That's not Davis Snyder. No offense to Davis Snyder, but – that they need him, whoever him is. I'm talking like two three run homers in one game, carried over to hit a a a first inning two run homer. Who's that guy gonna be? Like that that's the guy, right? It's and when everybody is back, David Snyder's probably not gonna be hitting second or third or fourth. He'll be hitting down in the order, so it'll be a little tougher for him to do that. But I'll tell you the hitter I have a really good feeling about right now, Springer. Yeah. You've been you've been saying that for a little while. I have. I've yeah yeah. You've been you know, 
It, it, that gets back to the things where you make you scratch your head. When the bottom of the order gets on, John may have to start putting some red lights on. Well, we saw that with Dalton Varsho. Um, we saw we saw that with Kevin Kiermaier and Kevin too. Kiermaier. With the lefty up, and you get yeah. thrown out, and, and it's first and third with nobody out. And now it's third base with with one out, and it's a pop out and a punch out, and you you keep a bad team in it and give them a chance to score runs late. It makes no you know, sense. Like it's the, the, you don't shouldn't have to look over the third base coach and, and him give you the hold sign. Like you should look up at the scoreboard and go, my team don't score a ton of runs. I I know who's hitting. I know who's behind him. But see, like I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to look over there and have some coach tell me that. Okay, at least me, I didn't when let, I played. Let, Maybe it's because I was fighting for my life to stay in the big leagues. Maybe that was the reason. Let, let me flip it. Flip it on its head, though. Could it be said that that is the product of a team that knows it is having difficulty scoring runs? You know the old trying to force the issue. Do Do you think there's an element of that creeping into this? No. Okay. I, I I think it's common sense. I think that our our manager put our leadoff hitter in the cleanup spot, the five hole, because it was best for the team. Now what's best for the team is to put him in the leadoff spot. And what we're trying to do is get traffic on the bases so when he comes up, he can change the game with one swing because other people the behind him are having inning. trouble doing yeah. that. It's called baseball IQ. I shouldn't have to look over at the first base coach or look over at the third base coach and him just basically go, don't run. I shouldn't have to do that. Like, it's just it's a lot. A lot of this is common sense. I mean, sixth, seventh inning, and it's nothing, nothing, and it's first and third. Yeah, maybe. The first two or three or four innings? <laughs> Well, we'll there, there, there for me is where it's just, it's head scratching. I, I know just Caleb, don't understand that. Caleb Joseph will join us. And he was, he pointed that out during the, uh, during the broadcast yesterday, uh, some of the base running decisions. Look, and we'll have John Schneider. Boy, there'll be, a, it'll be an all Schneider show tomorrow. We've got David Schneider joining us. John nice. Schneider almost makes you think a hot dog company may want to sponsor the thing. Um, but uh, we'll ask John Schneider this. I wonder if it goes against his philosophy as a manager to not have as many green lights as possible. Yeah, I wonder if that's because an organizational he's a, he's a, thing. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, he strikes me as a, a pretty aggressive dude. He's a very smart and, guy, too. Okay. No, I, because, I, listen, I'm, I was thinking the same thing. I just... Can you do that? Can you go all year with guys having a green light and then all of a sudden in September say I'm going to exercise more control over it? It's like it's like mechanically, offensively, if something's not working for, the, it, yeah. for the first four months, okay, maybe I should do more than tweak it. Okay, You know, if, if a person can't see it, you probably can't feel it. So I, you need to change things. Like desperate times, desperate measures. Like it's I, – I think we're there, no? Like, I mean, Texas is doing you a favor. They're not good. Like, they're 4-15 they're, they're and 15 in their last 19 games. Have you? I've got to ask you this. Have you? I, you probably have. But I don't know. I don't know if I've seen a series where another team has just taken, has just beaten down another team like talk, that. Like, they, okay. they wallop you Texas. Talk, you talk about the Jays hitting one home run. The Astros hit 16 <laughs> in three games. It was almost at the point where you were surprised when the ball didn't leave leave the yard. What I'm what 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 this is where this is headed is Astros and Braves. That's where it's headed. Well, you've been 
you've been saying for a while now that the Astros are getting healthy. I know the one the one thing the the one thing that I think they need to get straightened around is they need to get Christian Javier straightened around a little bit. Get him rotation. Get him yeah. Get him back to where he was last because he's he's such a weapon because he can do he can literally I mean he's a perfect pitcher for Dusty because he can literally do anything when he's on. He can close if you want him to close. Um, but yeah, that's the thing with Houston and and but man, that lineup and it's like the Braves. Mauricio Dubon, I I sent you that text last night. That he hit an opposite field single that I he he basically stood. He was surprised he hit it. He reached out, hit it, and he kind of stood at home, at home plate because just didn't think he thought it was it, it was. It was going to be a single, but I mean, it was perfectly yeah, placed. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got his Whoa. lower half is geared up for the short porch and left. It's like the Altuve thing. Ste- he steps across his body, swings his bat across his body, trying to pull the ball on that short porch and left. I mean, it's, it's again, it's common sense. Like, yeah. how, how do I use that? I'm a small dude, not a big guy. Probably not going to go the other way a ton. If I can ambush some things and hit it out there, I can do it. 416-413-3959 is the back leg line. We'll get to it later on in the show. We've got Jay's trivia. We've got Rangers and Jay's tickets to give away. Ooh. You'll want those. You will. I mean, I might take them instead. You should. No, I wouldn't do that. Uh, Jay's, Jay's trivia in the next hour. Rangers and Jay's tickets. Uh, we'll have our uh, between the lines uh Installment brought to you by Bet Rivers. This one I, is easy, I think. But when we come back, Jeff Passan, ESPN's MLB insider, will join us for his weekly look around Major League Baseball. How did the Jays look from outside? We'll find out. Hmm. Jeff Passan's next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan, the Sportsnet Radio Network, and Sportsnet. Fresh views on everything in the National Football League. It's the Fan Checkdown with Matt Marchese and Donovan Bennett. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've kind of already said that watching the Blue Jays in this wild card race, that it, it's almost, you're almost taking as much satisfaction out of the issues surrounding the Texas Rangers as you are anything else, right? I mean, it's been that type of a year for the Blue Jays, inconsistent. And so you've got to think you're going to need some outside help to, uh, to, to get in there. At least that's what we've been saying all yep. along. Um, so we'll, we'll put this under outside help. Uh, the Rangers have placed Adelise Garcia on the IL with a patellar tendon strain. Mm. And uh, as a result, he will miss next week's series at the Rogers center against, uh, against the blue Jays, that four game series that I think we can safely say is probably key to both teams postseason aspiration now based on what i saw that houston series i'm not entirely certain that that's no nah, that's not fair he i'm not i was going to say i'm not certain that's the worst thing to happen to the texas rangers that's not fair anything that happens to them right now isn't good but i mean certainly if, if you're the blue jays at this point in time you're looking for uh, again you're you're okay. looking for help from a whole bunch of places that qualifies 
Yeah, I guess. I, I, I would think if you're the Blue Jays, you don't worry about everybody else. Like, again, I, I think it gets to the point now where you're at with the Blue Jays watching them every day. How do they not consistently beat themselves? We know their weakness. We don't have to talk about it a ton. We know what it is offensively. It's the little things. Throw to the right base. Don't go try and go uh, home to third, down two runs. Don't do the little thing. Don't try and steal bases where you're at. Be smart. That's all. If you do that and make other teams beat you because you're talented, you'll have a chance. So we mentioned the Jays have today off. They'll get back at it tomorrow at the first of three games against the Kansas City Royals. Let's bring in Jeff Passan, MLB He's insider. With Jeff. With ESPN. Hey, yes. PN. <laughs> You should see his face. <laughs> you want to just take over? With, at least he's not a Jeff with a G. Yeah, that's those true. Those worst. fake Jeffs. That's the worst. It's like those. That's just like the call old. Yourself, call yourself G off. Exactly. That old Being English spelling, like it. Jeffrey Chaucer and all that. I mean, that is. Didn't that Jeff is, Jenkins spell that, his name like that? Yeah. With a G. Yeah. And yeah, Jeff yeah, Blum, yeah. friend of the show, Jeff Blum. So yeah. we're now hurt. Yeah. We, we, we've hurt two, you know, your favorite teammate. Absolutely. And and, uh, and Jeff they're, Blum. They're, they're, they're pretentious turds. That's how it goes. They are. It's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, it would be like me demanding that people call me Jeffrey, right? Yeah. Uh, you Who know? calls you Jeffrey? Nobody. I do when I'm mad at him. No, no, nobody calls me Jeffrey. Nobody's. Uh, nobody? No. Nothing. No, nothing. I my name is actually William Jeffrey. I get called. I got called William by my family members whenever I was doing something bad. Mm. Wow! They pulled out the will on. Yeah, you. that's the worst thing, man. That's the worst thing when they when they call you the name that no one else calls you. You know, and usually it's the it's stuff. Very, it's it's very it's very southern of you, by the way, to go <laughs> by your middle name. It is. Yeah. To go to go by to go by a shortened version of my middle name. Well, oh, yeah. you know, like I asked BJ, a true story. I told you a story about I asked BJ Ryan one time what the J stood for. He said junior. And I looked at him and he said, man, that's real redneck, isn't it? And I said, well, okay. <laughs> true story. What does the J stand for? Junior. Anyhow. Uh, uh, Passon, I know that the Kansas City Royals, you are a national writer, but they are a team close to your heart. Um, and we're going to see them for three games. I'm not going to ask you to necessarily give us a deep dive in the Royals, but I do want to ask you about two dudes. One, Bobby Witt Jr. I mean, I've been I've been talking about him. Mm-hmm. No surprise. I love watching Bobby Witt Jr. play. But also, we're going to get to see Cole Reagans on uh, Reagans Reagans on um, Sunday. And the Jays the Jays are like second worst team in baseball, hitting homers off lefties. So, mm-hmm. I, I, tell us a little bit about those two dudes and and, and kind of about where you see the Royals right now as a team and as an organization. Who do you want first, Reagans or Witt? Uh, let's go with Witt. I, love, I just Good love one. watching him play, man. I yeah. really do. Uh, I, here's, here's why I love watching Bobby Witt play, because he has all the talent in the world, and you're seeing it blossom on the field. Remember those early days with Bo and Vlad? when it was like these guys who uh, you know have talent coming out their pores uh, are finally turning into big leaguers and you just see them maturing and developing. That's what Bobby Witt Jr. has done this year. And his second half, um, I mean, he's like, he's a five win player over, you know, over the whole season so far, his second half has been above and beyond. Uh, 
Um, you know, he's batting over 300, slugging almost 600. He doesn't strike out a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, and and if there's a if there's a ding in his game, it's that he doesn't walk either. And so you know, there was a little bit of like Javi Baez concern there because. Uh, at, you know, at shortstop, he is very good. Soft hands, excellent arm, uh, makes all the routine plays and makes some spectacular ones too. But he can also run. Um, he's a lot like Julio Rodriguez, honestly. Doesn't have quite the, the style and the swag of Julio, but just in terms of skill set, that's the kind of player we're talking about with Bobby Witt Jr. He's a star. He's a 30-30 guy. He should be a 30-30 guy through for for a lot of his career, to be honest. If he stays healthy. And and here well, and and here's the thing. He's just turned twenty-three. Yeah. So he's he's gonna be doing this for a while. Right. And Cole Reagans? Uh, Cole Cole, Reagans. Cole Reagans is yes, Cole Reagans is a fascinating case, especially do you know how the Royals got him? No. They got him in June for a role this Chapman. He was with Texas, and he was sort of languishing in their bullpen, pitching low at low leverage innings. Because I think the Rangers saw him as not as as a guy who isn't talented, but as a guy who, because he had essentially back to back Tommy John surgeries, they were trying to be careful with him. Because last year he comes back, you know, big league debut after missing three plus years on account of the Tommy Johns, and. He comes back this year throwing four miles an hour harder. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, if, if the guy's throwing that much harder, we don't want to do anything to his arm necessarily. The Royals are like, we do throw him in the rotation. And he's been the best pitcher in baseball. It's not an exaggeration. He's, no, he's got a 151 ERA, I think, in his last whatever, how many. Well, since the trade, he's got a 151 ERA. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at him in the second half of the season – um, it, it's it's absurd the numbers that he's putting up. Uh, he's not giving up home runs. He's punching guys out. Um, he doesn't walk anyone. He's a six foot four left hander whose fastball can hit a hundred and sits ninety six to ninety eight. Uh, his slider is getting whiffs on thirty percent of the pitches he throws. His changeup might actually be his best pitch. He throws a cutter and a curveball too. He's got control. He's got command. He looks like one of the five best starters in Major League Baseball right now. And I'm trying, like, there's a split mm-hmm. uh, among baseball people where there's a group that thinks this is going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball for the next five years. And there's another group that says, okay, do it against teams that aren't like the White Sox and the A's and all of the, the dregs of the American League. And I think the Jays are going to be a really, really good test for him. And, and likewise, I think he's going to be a really, really good test for them because the stuff he's got now, the way he's pitching, doesn't look like a rookie, doesn't look like a guy who's made less than a dozen starts in the big leagues. Jeff, with all that being said, and Witt's that good, do you think Kansas City has a plan to get better? To not, to not waste that? Um, I don't know. And and I wish I wish my answer was a snap yes. Yeah. Um I I think the Royals are concerned right now first and foremost with getting a new stadium built. Mm-hmm. And to me this is this is not a chicken and egg thing like uh to me you should have the team in place before the stadium. Mm. Uh convince people in the metropolitan area where I happen to live that 
this is a team worth helping build a stadium for because it's not going to be cheap and because I think Kauffman Stadium is not only a viable major league stadium right now, I think it's a beautiful stadium still. Um, and, and I understand the desire for a downtown stadium or a stadium near downtown or something you can build around because the stadium right now, um, I, I don't know if you guys have uh, spent much time at Coffin Stadium, but the surrounding areas are uh, hmm. not what one would uh, likely consider viable no. uh, for that sort of area like Atlanta has. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, they, there have been some questionable decisions by the baseball operations people in Kansas City, and there have been some failures and beyond Witt and Reagan's, there are questions about how many of the people on this roster are going to be long-term contributors. Brady Singer, yeah, probably so. Um, but beyond him in the rotation, uh, there, there's not a ton of guys that you're looking at that you can rely on. And in the everyday lineup, um, you know, I think Michael Garcia is a rookie who's playing third base. He's pretty good. Uh, I think he's going to be part of the team. Nick Lofton's a rookie who's come up and hit a little bit. Vinny Pasquantino, who's out for the year, can really, really hit. Uh, MJ Melendez, Salvador Perez. Like, there are a few guys, but in terms of competing for a playoff spot, they're a long ways away from that. They need to go spend some money in free agency. If the Rangers don't make the playoffs, where does that rank in disappointing seasons? a really good question because let's not forget nobody really expected the Rangers to be great this year right Mm -hmm. so when they get out to this start over the first 120 games where they're playing 666 ball it's like you know they're a year ahead of schedule so it's almost like if the Rangers had started off the way they're finishing and then come on at the end the expectations wouldn't be there and they would look like they're actually doing really well as opposed to this enormous disappointment, which is why, why I love the regular season of mm-hmm. baseball so much guys, because everything just depends on timing. Uh, you know, the, the narrative just follows that timing. And in the case of the Rangers, they're looking like a bunch of joke artists right now. Very simple to say. And, and it's why, you know, somebody, earlier this week said to me, you know, what the biggest season of the or biggest series of the regular season is right. I was like, what? It's like Rangers Jays. And I thought about it and I think it might be a little bit early, right? There's let's say one team sweeps the other in this series. There's still time to recover from that. But in terms of, of series, just to, just to show who you are, uh, we've been waiting all year for the Jays to show who they actually are. And maybe, maybe, you know, I can put that a little better. We've been waiting for the Jays to show the best version of themselves, but maybe this is who they actually are. It's almost like after 135 games, uh, yeah, uh, this is who they are, Jeff. Stop trying to fantasize (laughs) or dream about them being the team that you thought they were going to be. Uh, earlier in the season, yeah, we both, uh, stop trying to act. Stop we, trying to act like you thought Davis Schneider was going to be the biggest offensive right. weapon in, in a lineup that includes Vlad Guerrero and Bo Bichette and Matt Chapman and Dalton Varsho and George Springer and Alejandro Kirk and so on and so forth. Um, but the the Rangers, uh, they they need to prove that they can play against teams of that caliber. 
Yeah, and that, that Jays World uh, Series pick's not looking good for either of us right now, is it? No, but the Braves one is looking pretty good. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's, that's true. That's true. Braves Astros I will, I will, would look I good. I will take that. Uh, all I know is I look at the starting pitching matchups for this series next week, and it looks awesome. Like, Avaldi versus Bassett, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Scherzer versus Ryu, fantastic. Montgomery versus Kikuchi, fantastic. Gray versus Gosman, fantastic. Like these are, like this is a playoff series mm-hmm. in the middle of September. Simple as that. Yeah. What do you think Rangers fans will think of Boach if they don't make the playoffs? I, I I have trouble looking at Bruce Bochy and blaming him for this. I understand that it's on the manager to stem the tide, right? Uh, it's on the manager to be the tourniquet in that clubhouse. And uh, as as much as as I believe that uh, the the Rangers are ultimately, I, I do think. They're actually going to be the ones that make the postseason. I think they're going to. I think they're going to stop this. And I think they're. Though I will say this: Adelis Garcia being out hurts. That that's one of those injuries that could really, really hurt. Um, but uh, in the end, ultimately, this is about personnel, right? Mm-hmm. This is about the Rangers not putting together the bullpen that they needed to be ready for the postseason and. Uh, frankly, like they were in heavy on Jordan Hicks and did not get him. And I'm not suggesting that Jordan Hicks would have been the stabilizing piece that they needed, but I'll tell you, the Rangers bullpen with Jordan Hicks and the Blue Jays bullpen minus Jordan Hicks, uh, the sort of thing that can change the tide of a series. Mr. Passon, we're going to let you scoop, my friend. Thanks so much Great for doing stuff. this. Thanks, buddy. Boys. Pleasure is mine, and uh, look forward to talking next week after the series is over. Awesome. Can't Absolutely. Wait. Take care, man. See ya. See you, fellas. Jeff Passan, MLB Insider with ESPN. We got through a whole past interview without asking him about Shohei Otani. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's uh, – look, like I said, I, th- I think the Royals are uh, – I. There's something about those two dudes. There's something about Bobby Witt Jr. particularly. I mean, I, when he first came up, and now I understand everybody's been in Bobby Witt Jr. It's not like he's a guy that I discovered. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, you talk about a remote stopper and all that. There are times where I'm watching the MLB package. I'll stop and watch his at-bats. I think speed never slumps. That, for me, is why I think he will end up being elite. Mm-hmm. He can hide slumps. Yeah. Right? I can get a swing and bunt down the third baseline that Vladdy can't get. Like, that, that's the difference, right? Keep me out of 0 for 15s, 0 for 20s, mm-hmm. 0 for 25s by having a swing and bump because I'm really fast. Like, that that helps a ton. But I wonder, how do you not waste that? Do they even care? Like, that's the thing, right? You, you need a name to put fannies in the seats if you get a new stadium. He would do it, right? Oh, yeah. Would he be the only one that would do it? I mean, if you, I, I guess if you live in Kansas City, you have a new stadium. Would it be okay if they lose 100 games in a new stadium? Yeah, I'm kind of passing. I, I think it, it's a question of what, what needs to come first. Yeah, maybe. Stadium or good team. Uh, Caleb Joseph will join us in a few minutes, but to get us there, let's do our Between the Lines segments because it is time for Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game, ladies and gentlemen. 
The next voice you hear will be the lovely and talented. Well, the talented. Yeah, he's awesome. Well, he, well, he is lovely. He is good. Mark Poffo. Yeah, absolutely. What's up, guys? All right, so we got... Sound no- more excited. You're always getting me for not selling this thing. Sound more excited. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> no, I, I, you know, you don't need to raise your voice to the... Anyhow. No Jays game tonight, but hey. I remember puberty. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no Jays game tonight, but the wild card uh, race is still up and running, obviously. So we're looking at the Mariners versus the Rays, specifically starting pitcher Luis Castillo, who uh, Jays fans know is quite nasty on the mound. Is he going over or under six and a half strikeouts tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays? Six and a half. Uh, I think he's going to go under. I'm looking at his strikeout totals from his last... Well, how many starts? Six strikeouts, nine strikeouts, three, eight, six, seven, nine. I'm still taking the under against. I'm still taking the under against Tampa Bay. He's had six or more Ks in twenty of his twenty-eight starts. That's an average of six and a half Ks per start. The Rays' offense is second in baseball in Ks on Thursday. You know who they're tied with, Jeff? The Jays. The Rays have averaged over 9 Ks in their last 12 games. The last four out of the five, they've had nine or more Ks. So I'm you're, ta- you're taking, taking the, the over. You're taking the over. I just gave you three reasons of why he can throw a lot of strikes with two strikes. Let me read you to, off. Let, let me read off. Small sample sizes with really good pitchers. Let me read off Luis Castillo's recent starts. Diamondbacks, Angels, Baltimore, Kansas City, Chicago, Kansas City, Mets. Uh, you're not. You're facing a major league team right now. You're facing the Rays. Under. Under's the play here, without question. Oh, yeah. I'll go for it. We'll see. They're we'll my Rays. They're we'll my Rays again. They, they strike out a lot. Yeah, they do strike out a they lot. They do. But I knew you were going to take the over because I could tell you were doing a lot of work. And I didn't want <laughs> That was Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Uh, Caleb Joseph will join us next oh, as Blair Barker on course. Sportsnet. Oh, baby.